I think I'm a versatile. Am I versatile? Sure. I'm versatile. Sure. Wait. No dirty talk, just podcasts. No turn ons, so turn me on. By that I mean this podcast. I'm not interested, so don't date me. Review me, just rate me. Like, subscribe. Don't date me, review me, just rate me, like, subscribe, don't date me. I don't date me. I don't date me. I don't date me. Play the podcast, don't date me. Get your keys in the bowl, get the pampas grass at the door, get your knickers down and have a ball. And uh, no... Don't date me. <laughs> and don't date me. 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 You're listening to Don't Date Me, a podcast about dating from Scotland. Savage, funny, definitely not safe for work. Follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts so you don't miss future episodes. And review us too as it helps people find the show. I'm Jamie, a 37-year-old, 6'4", bisexual man and closeted Christian, and I think I'm a... I think I'm a versatile side. Or am I side versatile? I don't know. Let's unpack that. Who are you? Sure. I'm James. I'm very free. <laughs> I, I I'm a power boss. See myself. <laughs> see to myself that I'm 100% bottom, but I'm probably worse than that. To be fair. What does that mean? Mm, let's unpack. That. Let's unpack that in the episode. Welcome back to the podcast. We are on episode four of season four. Uh, if you're just joining us, this is your first ever episode. Welcome. Uh, you have missed a whole bunch. Go back and listen to a whole bunch of the previous episodes, such as the fine delights like the polyamory episodes, body image episode, and we've also got an episode on Pride My Story, which is really good, where I talk about my experience with that whole journey. What other episodes have there been? Try to think. James is like, I don't know, I've only been on two. Wait, is this your third episode? Singed for one. Because I got yeah. episode as well, so... So you've only been on it twice? Yeah. Man, you pure dodged a bullet. All, ever, like, all my other friends, I'm pure getting them on as much as possible. Um, but yeah, again, thank you to my, all my friends and you, James, for, for being up for doing this, because it's good fun. Uh, it is good fun, right? Yeah. Something random to do. Um, So, this episode should be quite funny, because we're on the booze. What are you drinking, James? We are mm. drinking some... Fruit cider. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Not want to disclose any product. Yep, non-spawn, but it is a berg of copper. <laughs> and I am drinking vino of the co-op. No, sure. Again, non-sponsor. Non-spawn. Uh, so yeah, this won't be as ridiculous. Well, actually, maybe it will be as ridiculous as the episode me and Caitlin did to end series three, but we'll, fi- we'll find out. Okay, James. Swipe left, swipe right. What are you swiping left on this week? Is it anything that you're like, get in the bin, 
I don't want to see this anymore. Doesn't need to necessarily be in the dating world. What about pain and paracetamol? How about that? That can all get in the bin. Pain and paracetamol? Oh, right, because of your crazy teeth situation. So what happened with the the tooth? Let's not disclose that. Let's just say that it is... A filling went awry. Yeah, and it had to get taken out, and I've had to take painkillers, which I don't like doing, so that's why. True. Similarly to you, I wanted my swipe left to be something different from last week's, to be honest, but ultimately, I've still got a sore throat, which is really annoying me. It's a pain in the actual ass. Too much dick. It's not even that. I wish it was. I thought, I actually at one point thought it was, so I went and got another screening, but no, it's not. It's literally just like this time of year in Scotland, it's like everyone that I know is getting colds and flus and stuff. Mm. Um. So, so yeah, so we're taking all the vitamin C and all the... The fruit that is available to me, except the bananas, which is sad. Um, Why not bananas? <laughs> oh, those bananas. Those bananas. <laughs> yeah, no bananas for me right now. Um, but we'll come back to that at the very end of the episode because I've got a relationship update oh. for you. Oh. Do you know about this? Not really. No, think well, so. we'll come back to that. So what are you swiping right on this week? What is floating your boat? What is getting your dick hard? Probably that I'm close to booking another holiday. Boom. Well, tell us about your uh, the holiday you just came back from. So I'm just back from Florida. Well, not Hell yeah. not just Florida, Disney World. Because yeah, if you think I've said on the last podcast, well, I'm pretty sure you've mentioned Disney. We mentioned before. Disney on the last podcast. Yeah, and I am like hundred percent Disney crazy. Yeah. So booking it again. Well, not not the same place. Going to Paris this next time, hopefully. Take me, James. But you're gonna pay if you pay for it. I'm fine. I'll take. Yeah, it. I'll pay for myself. Obviously, oh, no, I was. Being I paid well. for both of us. Are you kidding me? I can't. I can't afford to like pay my gas bill, let alone pay for someone to go to Disneyland. Um. Well, that's super exciting. I. What am I swiping right on? I am swiping right on. Actually, I'm swiping right on Carly Rae Jepsen because her new album is really fun. Loving it a lot. Also, she was in Glasgow recently, and I was kind of gutted that I didn't get to see her because every gay was there. Yeah. <laughs> and Richie, who's on last week's episode, he said it was amazing. Uh, so yeah, loving it. And talking of music, don't forget you can check out the "Don't Date Me" playlists available on Apple Music and Spotify. This most recent one doesn't include Carly, to be honest. Previous seasons' mm. uh, playlists do though. Uh, so yeah, if you go to bio.site forward slash don't date me pod, you can find playlists from each season and it includes music choices from all the different people that have been on the show. And this season's playlist is all my selections, which I'm very excited about. This week on social media, we're asking for your vote. On Twitter and Instagram, we're asking, can two tops or two bottoms make a whole? Yes, no, it's complicated. Have your say at don't date me pod. Yes, let us know what your thoughts are. We will both answer that question at the end of the episode. So, but before we go any further, I guess we should really like unpack the different queer coding that's that's out there. Because I guess, let's face it, most of the people that listen to this podcast are probably queer, right? Sure. Would a straight person listen to this? Well, I think everyone is a little... Everyone, well, I agree. I think everyone's a little bit queer. But I feel like, if anything, we'd probably have some straight women that listen to the podcast. To be honest, I don't know who listens to this podcast. So it would be helpful if you actually commented on social media and let us know. Um, 
your thoughts because like we can see that people are listening to it which is fun but give us give us your feedback we want to know who's listening where where you're listening from and stuff and and yeah but ultimately in my mind's eye and from what i've seen from this the uh spotify analytics it's probably a queer audience just judging from y'all's music tastes (laughs) um but we, I think it's still important to kind of like unpack what these different um, terms are. Okay, so starting off, the first term. What is the first one, James? What's the first term? So first term would be a top. A top. So a top, I take it, would be someone who is penetrative during anal sex. So they are like the person doing the deed. Yeah. Well, right. I wouldn't say it has to be just anal sex, like... Mm. Mm. Sure, but we're, I guess we're looking at this from a, More, queer, a, a queer, queer perspective. Yeah, we're looking at the queer perspective, but also you've got, like, a whole, the whole thing um, giving and receiving, so... True. Yeah, yeah. yeah I guess, because ultimately in a straight relationship you could get someone who's a top or bottom as well, right? Yeah. Oh, that's a whole... That could be a whole episode in itself. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, and then what's the next one? Then we have bottom, obviously. Which is the receptive partner during anal sex, for queer sex anyway. And then we have the next one. Which is Vesto slash switch. Sure. So that's a yeah. person who enjo- enjoys both top and bottom. And according to a 2018 survey by Otto Straddle. Wait, I didn't read, <laughs> I didn't read that in advance, but okay. Sure. Uh, which I assume is a website, um, switches make up over 50% of queer people. So, yeah, so switches are versatile makeup. 50%, which is... Is that more than you would have thought? Yeah. That's more than I would have thought. That's interesting. That is from an article by Case Bay Lopez on Insider.com. Uh, all the references from today's episode will be available in the show notes. And then what's the last position, James? And the last position is sight. A side, yes. Which I think's kind of a well, I think it's a new term, but ooh, ooh. from the notes, doesn't look like it's that new. Yeah. So apparently, side was coined in twenty thirteen in an article by psychotherapist and sexologist Joe Court for gay men who are not interested in anal sex. They said, sides prefer to kiss, hug, and engage in oral sex, rimming, mutual masturbation, and rubbing up and down on each other, to name just a few sexual activities they enjoy. These men enjoy practically every sexual practice aside from anal penetration of any kind. And in May 2022, Grindr added side as a position option, and other apps have obviously followed suit as well. So let's get to the meat of this sandwich, James. You can be a bit of everything, every section, every okay category. Yeah, I would category, say so. Yeah. So you're not entirely, not everyone's entirely a top, a bottom, or a side. <laughs> I think some people like to pretend they are, to be honest, though. Um, but yeah, I think it's like a spectrum, right? Yeah. Well, depends. Like, for myself mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I wouldn't say there's a spectrum there could be a little bit of leeway but I would predominantly say I was bottom bottom would you regard yourself as a power bottom not for everyone ah, ah. 
<laughs> okay. Um, okay, so I would regard my... Yeah, I would say I can see the whole mixture thing. Like, you know, I would agree that a lot of people are a mixture. And if anything, I think a lot of the people that I've spoke to recently, they are, like, verse top, top verse, like... Yeah. A mixture kind of I think thing. It's, I think it's not just a personal dynamic thing. I think it's, like, a relationship dynamic as well. Sure. Like... So do you think some people switch it up depending on what relationship they're in? Yeah. Maybe, yeah. Yeah, personally. Like, for you, mm-hmm. being a bi, bi guy, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like, how does it how does it switch up for you? Like, does those roles come into play? Yeah, that's interesting because, like, a lot of people have asked me that. Even people that I've dated before have asked me how a relationship with a woman differs to a relationship with a man. And I'm sure it's different for different people, so I can't speak for other people's experiences. But for me, I would say my role in a relationship, even if it's with a man or a woman, is the same. Like, I'm not more dominant or more submissive in the relationship. Um, And even in sex, like, I think sex with women, I can be submissive when required or domineering when required. And the same with with same-sex as well, to be honest. But that's just my personal experience. Like I, I, I know that's not everyone's experience. That's bisexual. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah. So that's that's my bag. Yeah. But I think I think I would. What I would say though, I've noticed is that as I've got older, my preferences have shifted and stuff. And so I think I would probably regard myself a lot more as a side these days than I would anything else in terms of like with a man. Mm-hmm. But again, that switches up and depends on who I'm with and stuff. So, so yeah, I don't know. No, I would, I would agree with that because even with my past relationships, mm. my role of being not not being that not the role of being a bottom, but just being a personally being a bottom, mm-hmm. the sub and dom category mm. switches depending on who you're with. Yeah, because you could be with someone who is a top or 100% top or whatever, but likes to be domed. Mm. So Oh, that, is that a thing that you yeah. encountered, actually? Yeah. Interesting. Or not... So, like, you're a bomb, maybe, but you're in, tar- in charge. Yeah, but maybe maybe not Maybe not they want to be domed. Maybe that it's better for the bomb to k- take control. Yeah, 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 yeah. I get you, I get you. That's super interesting. Yeah. I don't know. I think... I feel like it's definitely not... I think some people like to think it's a lot more clear-cut than it actually probably is, to be honest. And I know for definite, talking from personal experience, like, I've dated someone... Like, I... I, Like, historically, I've always regarded myself as versatile and (laughs) advertised as such, as it were, on dating apps and stuff. And I end up in a relationship for... um, Actually, my longest relationship, side note was with someone who regarded themselves as completely top. And it was one of the most simultaneously... No, wait, that's too personal. (laughs) (laughs) At least they edited that bit out. (laughs) And so that was a challenging experience because they were a top and that's their role. But then I was supposed to then be the bottom, but that wasn't who I was. And I found it quite difficult. And I found it quite frustrating to be honest and I think that's partially why the relationship ended up not working out was because we couldn't find a common ground um, 
but we'll come back to that because I guess that would then open the question of well what if you opened the relationship up and then blah 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 but we'll come back to that but yeah so in terms of so that's my experience with James what about you have you always identified as bottom so even just like listening to you so Mm. I would say throughout um, all my sexual endeavours we'll call it that yeah Uh, sex capades um I'll say that I have been a bottom. I've topped a few times. Triumphantly. Topped a few times, mm-hmm. but it's with someone, with people... In a relationship? In a relationship who I cared about. Yeah. Loved that sort of way. So it's That's maybe nice. different that way. Like, okay. I don't know. Was that them instigating it, or was that you instigating it? Mm-hmm. Bit of A bit mixture, because I think it has to be, doesn't it? It's not yeah. like, think whatever. But I'm also thinking, like... You're saying about being in the roles of top and bottom. Mm. If when I was finding myself, mm. like if I was finding when I was finding myself, what if, what would have happened if I maybe topped my first few times and instead of bottoming? Oh. So could that have changed my whole the whole perspective? Yeah, but then I'm kind of like happy. If, oh, you're happy. Happy, yeah. Well. <laughs> We're that's a different yeah. story <laughs> but uh, yeah no as in I can quite happily say that I'm a bomb yeah. I don't have to like mm, question it I'd say like yourself more now it's more like side stuff I like the other stuff I just are. think the other stuff is better there's less logistics yeah. involved like it was really interesting talking to some people who are in long term committed gay relationships recently up around surrounding Valentine's Day and like logistics and like all that kind of stuff and I was just like man you know like this is a pure hassle sometimes <laughs> but okay so in terms of relationships then so how do you feel the dynamics of top and bottom in that like how do they affect the dynamics of a relationship do they affect the dynamics I think they definitely do affect mm-hmm. dynamics. How? <clears throat> um, how do how do they? How do they? How do they? Um, it's Cause, very because when I think about it, right? If I reflect on the time where I was the bottom in the relationship, I wasn't emotionally the bottom because I think as soon as because it's almost like I don't know. This is the thing. I find these, even the premise of these terms problematic, right? I get that these terms need to exist because they cut time down. And it's like, this is what my preference is, right? But in terms of, like, the baggage that comes with them, that's the stuff I find triggering and problematic. Because I feel like, whether we want to admit it or not, it's almost like they have this baggage of the archetype of heterosexual, heteronormative relationship ideals so like when you think of a bottom you think of the person who is cooking and doing all those things and do you know what i mean and then you think of the top and that's the person who's domineering and they're like shouting at someone at the bus stop and leave my woman alone like that kind of stuff like it it immediately start whether we want to admit it or not i think most people would say ultimately that can be sometimes how it it would allude to especially I think heterosexual people's view of gay culture if they say if they look at two people and they're like who's the top who's the bottom you're going to judge them based on how they look 
and they're how they carry I, themselves. Could, I could kind of come from a not seen all heterosexuals are going to think this or say this or whatever. But many, but, <laughs> but yeah, a few will. We'll see. Like the whole mm-hmm. who's the man and who's the woman of the relationship. Yeah, so, which is fucked up because that shouldn't be what it's like at all. Because yeah. that's the whole point. Like if you're in a same sex relationship, neither of you are the man or the woman because you don't want that in the relationship. And you like just talking about it there and thinking about it, like that's probably where a lot of like this like bottom shaming and stuff comes from. Exactly, as well. and I think that's something that's definitely still a thing. I think there's definitely like bottom shaming. Like, it's, it's like, people think of it as less than if you're a bottom, in some ways, which isn't true, because, yeah. like, you're just, everyone's a human, do you know what I mean? It's funny, like, it's funny seeing that, like, I will go and grind her, mm-hmm. and I'll see a bottom, and I'll chat to the bottom, because I know, like, they'll chat back, and we can still <laughs> have fun. But if I see a vers- versatile profile, I'm like, nah, just get that. No, it's all. No. You're telling me you would talk to me a grinder? How dare you? You don't talk to me anyway, so... <laughs> <laughs> what if you met a cute guy in a coffee shop? Super cute. Yeah. He's wearing a Disney t-shirt. He's wearing glasses. Me? <laughs> he is wearing Converse. He's kind of shy. He makes eye contact. He smiles. He's like, ooh. And you're like, ooh. And then you both talk about the fact that you've ordered the same drink. And then before you know it, you're having a conversation and you're sitting down and you're having, you're kind of on a first date and you didn't even realise it. With myself. Um, and then it turns out, is that not what the gay experience is anyway? Just wow. dating yourself. <laughs> and then it turns out he's a bottom. James, what do you do? Would, see, like I'm saying, I don't, I would be probably a little bit crushed because. Oh, because you don't want to be topped until yeah. you can't breathe. Yes, but... <laughs> I want to be top till I can't walk no more. Yes. <laughs> Don't we all? Don't we all? Uh, but... But would you... But they're would... still fun to be had. Like Exactly. Yes. But would you date them, though? That's the question. So you're telling me you'd have fun with them, but would you date them? It doesn't make you a bad person if you say no. Would I date them? See, I don't know. I think I'd, I would need to get yeah. into that situation because I've never had that situation. Here's the thing. Because maybe, 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 maybe that's where I'm going wrong. Maybe I'm just, because I'm going for one sort of type. I mean, I'm not saying anything. I'm just sitting here with a face mm. that says, maybe. maybe. <laughs> um, I feel that I don't know if I could date someone who exclusively says they're only top anymore. With the caveat is I could if the if the relationship had the dynamic of maybe being open or polyamorous. Because I just don't think I could it doesn't sit with me the idea of like this is maybe it's my eternal problem with commitment of like not being able to commit to a thing, but just the idea of never being able to experience a thing ever again. Like that to me I just it's not for me. So I don't know. Maybe I am polyamorous. Or maybe you just want someone that's versatile or open to ideas. Yeah, open. I don't know. Anyway, we found a great article um, on how to know your top, bottom or verse during sex by Kispe Lopez on Insider.com. 
Because queer sex can look many different ways, being a top doesn't necessarily refer to the specifics of how sex is had. Instead, it refers to a power dynamic in which one person is in control and the other person takes the lead. Yeah. Which I think yeah. kind of just touched yeah, on. Yeah, you touched on that earlier, right? It's about the whole top being the more... Yeah. Because, prominent. Because, mm-hmm. yeah, because you do get, like, power bottoms and stuff like that as well. But even with that, like, just... Like, I, can, I think someone can still be top even though they're a bottom. They can be bottoming but still be in charge. Yeah. Of the situation. And also someone can be a top but not be in charge of the situation. Yeah. Um... So that's interesting. Hmm. I don't know. I just think people put too much emphasis on these terms a lot of the time, I think. And then with the emphasis being on it, do you think that maybe it leads to too much pressure on those terms as well? Sure. Like, because you exclusively say you're a bottom, or yeah. I exclusively say a bottom, then everyone will be like, oh, you bottom, you should bottom all the time. Yeah, and I think yeah, I think maybe that's partly why I'm kind of put off by the idea of top because it's like you will top and you will be in charge and you are like, it's just you will be the terminator. Uh, yeah, the terminator of of the anus. Like it's just too much. Rain it in, guys. Anyway, here's a bit of research for you because this is the type of podcast where we like to pretend we do serious Facts research. Facts and figures. Facts and figures. Here is the science part. We found this article called Top, Bottom, and Versatile Anal Sex Roles in Same-Sex Male Relationships, Implications for Relationships, and Sexual Satisfaction. You can find a link to this specific uh, article and research that we found in the show notes. Through an online survey, they sampled 169 men in same-sex relationships, asking them questions about their ideal penetrative role identities and their reality with their partner. They then asked them to rate their relationship on 10 sexual and interpersonal attributes. They found penetrative role dissonance was predictive of sexual dissatisfaction among tops who bottomed in their relationships to a lesser extent than bottoms who topped. So basically, tops who bottomed were dissatisfied. Not having it. But... The opposite was true for bottoms who topped. They were having the time of their life. In contrast, penetrative role dissonance was predictive of relationship satisfaction. So among tops who bottoms in their relationships, that was the case, but not bottoms who topped. So tops who bottomed in their relationship felt a more sense of relationship satisfaction which is super interesting. So they were super satisfied in their relationship, but not sa- not sexually satisfied. Yeah. Which, is that surprising to you? It's not surprising to me. No. But ultimately they concluded that a potential reason for this paradox among tops who bottomed may be sexual altruism. So being more concerned with the needs of others. Men may be satisfied with other aspects within their relationship and understand their partner's anal sex preferences so they accommodate that position in response to their initial relationship satisfaction. That's interesting though that the tops were more satisfied in their relationship. I don't know, it's just so interesting that kind of like juxtaposition between like 
because I, I said this to you before you recorded the podcast, it's almost like if you weren't in a relationship, it's not an issue. Because it's just like, this is what I like, this is what I don't yeah. like, this is it. But then when you're in a relationship, there's this whole other dynamic that comes into play and just gets so much more complex. And I think one thing that I've kind of come to understand and come to peace with as I got older, when I was younger, I didn't really, because un- I was looking at it from very, like, I am single, I like, viewpoint. I didn't really ever understand the kind of open thing and, like, pe- like older gay couples being open and stuff. But the older I've got, the more I've understood it because I can see that... Um, you know, maybe sometimes your sexual partner who is your life partner doesn't satisfy fully your sexual needs, but they completely satisfy you emotionally. Yeah, no, I get that coming from, you know, coming from that, like, I see, like, because I'm, all my relationships have been kind of different, the dynamics been different each relationship, but there's always been, like, In my in my eyes, mm-hmm. dissatisfaction mm-hmm. in some in I, I had in a party some, in some form like ha, so have I, just for context because obviously like people that listen don't know your dating history at yeah. all. So have you mostly dated versatile or top tops or what's your sitch? <laughs> Look at me pretending I don't I know. know. I'm gonna say they've been mostly verse. Mm-hmm. But last, leaning towards top? Leaning towards top. Mm-hmm. Last relationship was more top, leaning, leaning into verse mm-hmm. a little. Mm-hmm. Um, which obviously worked out a bit better. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, there's like... But is your... So, so, so it's like they, you're saying about, we're saying about sexual satisfaction. Mm-hmm. Obviously there's differences there in that and then there's differences in the relationship satisfaction so yeah i think it's like it's all about the people and the that. people you're you with. have to always think of mm. people i think that's as a bottom mm-hmm. i'm always thinking of a whole not a whole but you know <laughs> the whole <laughs> and that's the trailer yep <laughs> fuck <laughs> oh. wow Always think about the whole. So I guess so for you in terms of like an ideal relationship situation, is your ideal because you're you regard yourself as a bottom mostly. Do you is your ideal relationship situation dating a top? Yeah. Yeah. So I would date a top. I would date a look, top. I would look for a top or someone mm-hmm, mm-hmm. who maybe like act out on the birthday like oh bomby or. No, because no. I'm, not, I'm not into that. But doesn't mind, like you were saying, mm-hmm. but missing it. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't want to get into a relationship mm-hmm. where they're like two years down the line, oh, I actually miss being a bottom. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then that makes you, me as a bottom, feel yeah. shit because I can't sure. do that. I think Not for... that I can't do it, but no, yeah, I, yeah. I don't. You don't want it, it's just yeah. not your bag. Yeah. Like, I feel, because, you know, I've dated people previously who we're, we would both regard ourselves averse, but because I think I'm kind of more of a kind of side, they were like, do me, and I was like, eh. <laughs> I was just like, oh, I don't, I don't. 
But that's the thing, like, this is why I think I'll end up in a long-term relationship with a woman. Because, like, if I had a choice between topping a guy or having sex with a woman, I'd a thousand percent choose just having sex with a woman. Complicated. It's complicated. If it was a Facebook status, it would be as complicated. Yeah. Okay, so what have we learned from today's episode, James? What have we learned about from each other? I feel like we've not learned anything new about each other. No. We kind of knew that was the situation. Part of me was hoping that I could change your mind. That I'd be like, James, look. Just open your... One day you'll meet a bottom in that you'll want to just live together. But I just don't think that's the case. I I mean, if we live together, go to Disney and find shake shake hands. You could both (laughs) be Disney bottoms together. That would be cute. Oh my god, you could be Disney bombs together and then you could go and meet Disney daddies and be no, like, hey we'll, daddy. Let's not go with the daddies. <laughs> anyway, um, have you learned anything new about me? I feel not at all, right? Not at all. Not at all. So we, we've not learned anything new about each other. I'm sure the audience is like, this has been fascinating. <laughs> um, so I hope you've enjoyed listening to this. Never, never know, someone might go, oh, I might be a side now. Hopefully. I, I just want people... What I what I wish is that people would just be open-minded because a lot... It's so ironic that the gay community... And in me saying this, I sound like I'm not part of it. But I just wish the gay community was, was like, more open-minded and yeah. that they were, like, aware that, like, you don't... Just because you're a top... In fact, this is the takeaway that I would like someone to take from this episode. Just because you're a top today doesn't mean you're a top tomorrow. Your sexual identity will shift and change as you grow older. Mine has, it, it from when I was eighteen to now. You know, I still liked some of the same sexual things, but ultimately, it's shifted and changed. And I just hope that people are aware that like your identity will shift and change as you grow older. Yeah. And not be ashamed of that. Like own it. I I guess is the is the takeaway from today's episode. But to answer the question that we posed at the very start of the episode. James, what do you think? Can two tops make a hole? Can two bottoms make a hole? I think there needs to be a balance. Hmm. How so? Unpack that. The communication, mm-hmm. knowing what each person wants and what each other's what what each other other's roles are mm-hmm. like. Like we're saying. They could be more dom or sub. So that could help in yeah. some situations if it's same sex, like same Drunk. same position, yeah. <laughs> same position status, whatever you want yeah, to call it. Same yeah, same status. Yeah. So yeah, communication, openness, willing to experiment maybe mm-hmm, if mm-hmm its relationships are looking for if it's just sex then swipe left right whatever yeah yeah i think i think two tops can make a hole and two bottoms can make a hole if they wanna i think so yeah because like ultimately there needs to be like give and take in that they need to be open to the prospects of polyamory or openness in some capacity like I think it's really hot when there's like a couple that are older, know what they want, and they just have separate beds. 
Oh, that's the dream. <laughs> Having just your own wing of your mansion. And then you just have dinner together. And you're sassy. And you go to dinner parties and people are like, they're so cool. And you're like, yeah, bitch. Look at me in my fucking mansion. With my multiple wings. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. That's our thoughts. But ultimately, we would like to know your thoughts. Because this, I feel like... I don't know. I feel if any episode was to get some listener opinions, I feel like this is it. So we would like to know your thoughts. So yeah, like we said before, Twitter, Instagram, get in touch at Don't Date Me Pod. Especially if you're in the LGBTQ plus community. Defos. Yeah. Vote on the poll. Let us know your thoughts. Can two bottoms make a hole? Can two tops make a hole? I feel like I shouldn't use that word whole. <laughs> anyway, also, uh, you can, as ever, drop us a WhatsApp voice note or send a message by hitting the contact button on our Instagram page. Next week, I'm going to introduce you to my new partner. That's right, baby. I'm seeing someone. See the podcast called Don't Date Me? Well, guess who's dating someone? Me. Jamie Sparks. I'm dating someone. And I'm going to introduce you to my AI girlfriend. That's right, we're going to be chatting about chatbots, AI, and the future of dating. So we post new episodes every Thursday, so follow the show on your favourite podcast app so you don't miss out when they drop. As we say in the same way every single week, and we never deviate from it at all because we say the same thing, just the same thing every single week. Stay open-minded. Don't feel constrained by societal norms. Express yourself, baby. And whatever you do... Don't date me. See you next week. Hey, thank you for listening. The Don't Date Me podcast is created by Jamie Sparks Productions. If you enjoyed it, follow our show and rate it five stars on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening. You can rate us each time you listen to an episode. Pure date as it helps people find our show. Keep in touch by dropping us an email at don'tdatemepod at itsjamiesparks.com and follow us on Twitter or Instagram at don'tdatemepod. If you love what we're doing, please consider donating to UNICEF to aid the people of Ukraine. Recently, our listeners raised £410 after gift matching. You can find the link in the show notes. See you on the next episode. Hi, Sid. Oh, hey, Sid. Hello, my name is Sydney from Australia. I'm Jamie's girlfriend and we're engaged in a polyamorous relationship. Just for science. Teehee. Oh my god, she like turns around when I tap. That's terrifying. Why is she- Oh my god, she's doing a Blair Witch. <laughs> she's doing a Blair Witch. What is she doing?